welcome, ladies and gents, boys and girls. It's time for Theatre Wool April. April edition. Yes, welcome everyone. Hi, welcome, welcome to our bosom. I'm Gary. I'm Ezekiel. And we've got someone in the room with us. Yes. Hi. Hi. Oh, my uh, my other podcast brethren, Jamie, is in the background because uh, we were going to do a film book club, yeah. which is my mistress podcast. This one. Oh my, it's like one of those crossover episodes. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the, in the it's like when King of the Hill meet the Simpsons. Exactly, yeah. Or Family Guy meet yeah. the Simpsons. Excellent. Can you think of anything more? Flintstones Jetsons. Flintstones Jetsons. Great Anatomy and Private Practice for oh. the Shonda Ram fans out there. When I was a child, I always, always, always wanted a teenage uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Sister Sister crossover. But it never came. <laughs> I haven't seen Sister Sister, but I love Sabrina, so yeah, yeah. It would, I think it would be perfect. Who was your favourite Sabrina character? Uh, um, the cat. Yeah, Salem. Yeah, yeah. good call. <laughs> but anyway, theatre. Yeah. Yeah. It's got my theatre. That could be a cool little song. So, well, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the musical would be wonderful. Oh, be a good Christmas show. Hello, <laughs> writers out there, get involved. Someone's probably trying to make that happen somewhere <laughs> in the world. Yeah, right. So. We're April. We're, we're a wee bit delayed this month because we've had jaunts away. It's been Easter. Yeah, and but good things take time. Mm, they do. We're, we're like the Heineken of audio <laughs> theatre stuff. Uh, easy, you've also been away. I have, yeah. I, was, um, I spent a week in, in New York City, in Manhattan, um, and then two weeks in Argentina. But Gotta dance! Let's talk about New York, <laughs> yeah. That's all I did, just danced. <laughs> danced and sang... You know, New York songs like Fire States of Mind and lots of like Rent and things like that. Excellent. We should also state as well that a reason for the, the micro delay is that we recorded this last week, um, but it didn't go well, did it? We, we had some tech issues. Yeah, so you're getting um, Theatable April version 2.0? Yeah. The, yeah. the beta version? Basically, it, it didn't quite, it was uh, one version was a bit quiet and then I recorded it also and it was a corrupted file. So, and when I played it back, we all sounded like, uh, like robots. Like, We're just very corrupted. Yeah. So what, what did we sound like? Can, we, can you just recreate that for me? Because I didn't hear it. Um, it was very robotic. I'll see if I can do like a little bit now from this point talking forward, just for 10 seconds until it gets annoying. And then when you listen to this back later on, this is what we sounded like. Okay, welcome to the Rule. I'm Easy. And I'm Gary. Is that your robot voice? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it will be. I'll do this in post. Oh, And we're back to normal. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so, how do I, I don't think we should try and recreate verbatim what we did in the first episode, no. the, the original. So let's uh, let's let's do a bit of ad libbage. So easy. First of all, tell us how were your flights? My flights. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was good. Manchester to to Newark mm -hmm. um, in New Jersey, and then I traveled to Manhattan. I had been there before, but all I wanted, to, I just wanted to spend a week um, just seeing theatre. So I I spent. I think six days there, five five days, and I saw seven shows. That's really good so, going. Yeah, um, I tried to if I, if I had if I could have you know seen um, more, I would have. But really, it was only Martina days on the Wednesday and the Saturday, I think. Yeah. So, so I've never been to a, a New York at all. It's wonderful. Mm. It's really good. It's one of, I think it's one of my favorite cities. So tell me many things first of all. So. Okay, is it how do prices compare in, in New York compared to say like the West End and things? It really depends. So I went, I was really prepared 
and I didn't want to spend over forty dollars for anything. You were really prepared. You had a spreadsheet. I had a spreadsheet. I'm very organized. Oh, that, I was, had a yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, I just like being organized. I pre-booked two shows that I really wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I I paid you know face value for them. Um, because they were popular and I just really wanted to see to 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 see them. So, yeah. um, but then all the other shows I got on the day. Um, what they do there, they have rush, what they call rush tickets that they release in the morning when the box office opens at 10 a.m. They have a limited number of tickets for in between $30 and like $40, let's yeah. say. Um, and for the popular shows, there's always queues outside the theater. So I, I think two occasions I just got there like eight in the morning. Was I my breakfast there? Yeah. Queued for two hours. Bloody hell. Um, and I got my tickets. Um, and I wasn't the only person who accused everywhere, but it was great because yeah. everyone who was there was a theater fan. Yeah. And everyone was really excited to just, you know, talk to people and yeah, that was, it was a really cool experience. So I got those on the day, but then if you, if you go, you know, if you go and you buy your tickets from the box office, like in the afternoon, yeah, you can pay anything between 50 and 400, depending on the show, you know, yeah, it's the price is very so much. Wow. You have the, the, TKTS booth, I think that they, they, they sell discounted tickets for like fifty percent off, but they're still you're still paying like sixty dollars. But I didn't yeah. want to spend that much money. Yeah. Um, you know, compared to Western prices, it's pretty much the same, I'd say. In the Western oh, right, you can okay. get day seats for twenty five, yeah, thirty pounds. So Yeah. Um right. how does the, the size of Broadway compare with the West End then? Like the number of the, theaters. The amount of theatres, yeah. And... I think it's very similar really. I think it's very similar um, in in the West End. I don't, you know, in, in London they're not right next to each other. They're a bit more spread Sometimes out. Sometimes you yeah. have to take the tube from one theater to the other. Yeah. Um. There you have them all, pretty much within a ten minute walk. Yeah. I'd say, and then you have off Broadway and then off off Broadway, but um, nah, I think we have pretty much the same number of theaters. I I can't really tell you the exact number. Is, is New York a bigger city than London? I think as well? it is. I mean, obviously it is 3D-wise, like, going on. I think Manhattan but, is bigger than... I don't know. Yeah. I think so. I'd say... I, I've never really tried to walk from one end of London <laughs> to the other end of London. How long do you reckon that would take you? Um, ooh, what, the, the perimeter? Yeah. <sighs> I think it's what you count as London, really. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think you can walk from, like, one side of the river in Manhattan to the other side in maybe, like... Three, four hours? Three hours? Ooh, don't know. Okay. I don't know. Any listeners from New York? Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> Hashtag wool walks <laughs> NYC. <laughs> I'm trying to find I'm gonna try to find a Google Maps. But well, no. well while he's yeah. uh, trying to do a wee Google on, on that if he can. Um welcome Siri to the, the podcast. It's lovely to have you. I also am curious as to off Broadway stuff, because we mentioned in the original recording of this how I've always wanted to go to see off-Broadway stuff just to see if there was Freud, exclamation mark, the musical. Yeah, what was the song like that we sang? <laughs> All you want is a tinkle. All you want <laughs> is a shine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so off-Broadway. Um, okay, the rule. Let's just compare them. The Playhouse, over 600 seats, Broadway. Mm-hmm. The Everyman, between, I think it's between 100 and 400 seats, or 600 seats, mm-hmm. off-Broadway. Yeah. And Playhouse Studio below 100 seats 
of off Broadway, right. something like that. I think that's a rule yeah. to give you an idea. Um, so off Broadway, you know, the Everman, it's a big theater. And we still put on great shows, and that will be considered off Broadway just because of the size, the number of seats. Does it depend on the location as well, or is it just the number of seats? I think it's the number of seats, and I, I reckon you have to be within a certain area. All right, so we couldn't say the Playhouse Studio is off off Broadway. Probably not. No, <laughs> just <laughs> very off. off I was going to say because that's a marketing campaign, we should take advantage yeah. of for the future. No, I don't think so. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so the reason why I wanted to see at least one off-Broadway show is because they're, you know, they don't really have subsidized theatres because, well, some of it might be subsidized, but the government yeah. doesn't really fund the arts there at all. Um, but off-Broadway houses, they are funded, I guess, by donors and, mm. and maybe some foundations. So that's where the experimental stuff happens. What, yeah. what we can do here in the subsidized sector, the cool new stuff that you can't really put on in a commercial venue that's where it happens so that's why I was really excited to go to one of these places I saw a show there and I think it was about 250 seats it was really intimate but the production values were incredible great cast and these two composers that I really really respect and admire putting on a show in a very small venue for a very affordable price yeah um, trying it out you know for the future so yeah it's a great place it's not just bad Musicals about Freud. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. Uh, other weird questions and I, I need answering. So did you go to the theatre featured in Birdman? Well, I, I did research that. Yeah. Apparently Birdman was uh, filmed in the St. James Theatre in New York. I didn't go see a show there, but I did go to the box office and I did see it from outside. Excellent. Um, I don't think you can tell that it's a very <laughs> theatre. And some of the scenes were filmed in LA, apparently. Oh, well. yeah. so you just shattered the one take myth. I think so, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. it wasn't shattered oh, one take. Damn you, Final <laughs> Cut Pro. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, out of all the shows, give us a run through of what you saw then. So, give us some titles. There was, there was one which I was very excited Ooh, of you watching. Okay. So, basically, I planned my whole trip around this little show called Hamilton. If you've been following me on social media or seen me in real life or just really like spoken to me at all, I do talk about Hamilton a lot. It's, it's your desktop. It's my desktop. I have um, the program framed by my bed right now. Excellent. Uh, at home, signed and framed. I have a book. I just I just love it. It's, it's great. And um, so that's, um, that's a little show. Little show. It's a massive show now. Yeah. It started <laughs> off Broadway last year. Uh, written by written by Lin Manuel Miranda, um, music lyrics book by him, starring him, probably even produced by him. <laughs> I think he's a you know a really famous composer right now. Really really cool guy. The story of Alexander Hamilton, one of the founding fathers of America, and um, Secretary of State during the American Revolution. Mm -hmm. Did you know of him? No, no not really. Well, no, you should now. Yeah, here we go. And um, he's on the ten dollar bill. Ah, okay. The ten dollar note and. Um, his life story in a hip-hop musical with rap, R&B, hip-hop, um, jazz, performed by a cast of um, pretty much all, there's only one white actor in it, yeah. and he plays King George, so the only British person in the cast is white, Everything, everyone else is from all different ethnicities, and they play, you know, American presidents like George Washington and, and Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, um, and it's just, this, it's such an amazing, one of the best things I've ever seen Fantastic. in my life. Um, yeah, so if you haven't listened to that album, go buy it now on iTunes. It's probably like 20 quid, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's had like 46 songs. You, the whole show is in it. Oh, and it's one of those things that you can just listen 
to yeah. the car. It's really good music. So yeah, I saw that and that was incredible. And um, and yeah, it sold out until like 2017. Oh my god! Um, oh. It's impossible to get a ticket. It's really expensive. That's but that's why I booked mine yeah. last year. I didn't pay that much. Um, I my view was slightly restricted, but I still managed to be there. See the original cast, which I think is quite historic, and that's mm. why I wanted to get my yeah. program signed uh, because I will try to sell it. No, yeah. no, I will keep it, but maybe my grandchildren will try to sell it. Yeah, and that's gonna be worth a lot of money, yeah. I think, one day. Just to give you an idea, it's kind of like going to like the first few performances of Limits in a way. Uh, I think it's gonna be that big in the future. Yeah. So when they make Fantastic. the film, and they cast Russell Crowe in a horrible, um, you know, role. Oh, easy. <laughs> we have a, a, a wee little rivalry coming up, don't we, over this? So it's like, I'm, I'm pro the crow. <laughs> yeah, well, I film. think if you ask anyone in the world, <laughs> I think you'll be the only one. Yeah. Can we ask, Jamie, have you seen Le Mise, the film? Yeah, I'm quite pro the crow, to be honest. Hey! hey. Yeah. I'm going to get t-shirts made that says pro the crow. <laughs> I think it's just because you only, because he's a good actor, yeah. <laughs> can pretend to sing. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Let's change the subject. <laughs> oh, can I can I give you some homework to do and just go on home and yeah. listen to Hamilton and we can yeah. talk about it in, in later episode. Mm. I think you should. Yeah, do it and do a, do a, like a YouTube video. You should do like a YouTube video. Gary reacts to Hamilton. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm going. Shake on that. Yeah, I'm game for that. Great. Amazing. Cool. So tell us what else you went to see then. Uh, what else? I saw our girl mm. Cynthia Cynthia Rivo right in um, in the color purple. Um, another musical um, so that she started she did it in London in the Chocolate Factory mm. two years ago yeah 2013 three years ago um, and they brought it to Broadway starring her and um, a little Oscar winning actress called Jennifer Hudson okay. and Daniel Brooks from Orange is the New Black mm-hmm. so big cast um, Cynthia is not famous she wasn't famous in in New York, she's, it's the first thing she does there. Yeah, she she brings the house down. It's what she does. She she's with two really famous actresses next to her, and she steals the show completely. Like no, you stop caring about yeah. Jennifer Hudson and everyone else. Yeah, she she has a really really good future. <laughs> yeah, I think, and this is like a breakthrough role. So that was really good. I'm not a big fan of the show, to be honest with you. Uh, based on a book. That then got turned into a film. I think the film mm. start, um, was, I think Oprah Winfrey was in the film. That's why oh, okay. it was famous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Cynthia amazing. Um, so let's let's hope that she remembers her time in Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, during her Tony speech and eventual yeah. Oscar speech. <laughs> yeah. One day. Um, what else did I see? Oh, I saw American Psycho, the musical. That's what I wanted to hear about. Yeah. Yeah. So what? What do you know of American Psycho the musical? Absolutely sweet FA. Like yeah. nothing. I yeah. I, I only know of the film. Okay. So. And, and are you a fan of the film? I am, yeah. I've, I've never the seen film. the film. I've never read the book. Yeah. All I knew was that um, this composer that I like was writing this musical about American Psycho and that he he opened it in at the Amada Theatre last year with mm. Matt Smith. Right, wow, well, okay. And it sold out in like two hours, couldn't get a ticket because of Matt Smith. I yeah. People just wanted to see him. He got good reviews. I'm pretty sure that it was just because of Matt Smith as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't like it. it. It was a different cast and they adapted it for a bigger venue. Mm-hmm. I saw the very, very first preview. So the very time they performed that, that show in New York 
which was quite nice because mm. the energy in the room was really yeah. um, good. Yeah. Everyone was really looking forward to seeing the first performance of this show. Um, I just didn't think it was a very good show, really. Yeah. The, the, the score was techno music. Okay. Like, yeah. Is it still set in the 80s? Set in the um, 80s, quite, yeah. Yeah. I think they got that quite well. There was, there's a lot of 80s references yeah. that are quite funny. The leading actor is amazing. He's brilliant. Mm. And I really hope he gets all the awards as well. It's yeah. not his fault. The cast are great. Yeah. They're trying their best. The projections. It's a headlong um, did no, it and I think it's the same yeah. headlong production. Wow. So it has a lot of the headlong elements. But yeah. it just really not my cup of tea. I didn't yeah. think it was good at all. But, you know, it's no one's well someone's fault probably <laughs> yeah. let's not blame anyone um, we're not that famous yet. <laughs> yeah. give us um, time yeah give us time um, yeah they had for example they had this whole song about business cards you yeah. know how the business card is an important thing in the story yeah. but you don't, do you have to sing about business cards mm. not really I think yeah. um, they, they had a song about like fashion and, and fashion designers and they rhymed they rhymed creme de la menta with Oscar de la Renta and I thought that was quite stupid <laughs> <laughs> things like that you're just like are you even yeah. trying <laughs> but um, yeah if you can go see it I mean I like seeing weird things yeah excellent so with something to learn well if I get over to uh, New York I will try and head over yeah. to that I honestly don't think it's going to last for too long there. Yeah. but you can listen to the music on Spotify okay oh, that's Matt good Smith yeah. his recording is on Spotify excellent um, what else I saw uh, 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 another musical, She Loves Me, which is an adaptation of um, this book, I think, that uh, was the inspiration for You've Got Mail. Oh, right. You've okay. seen it. Yeah. Tom Hanks and McRae. Yeah, yeah. It's practically the same story, uh, but it's from, it's before that time, it's from like the 40s yeah. or the 50s. Wonderful, and it, star it was starring two Broadway actors and um, Zachary Levi from Chuck. Okay. And Jane Krakowski. Yeah. Uh, amazing cast, great show. Feel good fun from the 50s, but really good quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really hope someone does in London, because it was brilliant. I saw a play, so The Crucible. Okay. Have you seen The Crucible? Yes. Hmm. Uh, what do you think? I'm not a fan. Ooh, which production did you see? I saw it in the Lowry in Manchester uh, a couple of years ago. I do think, cause I've seen it elsewhere and really enjoyed it. So, um, or I mean, when I say that, I mean, I've seen the film and I enjoyed yeah. the film. And I've read, because we did, had to do it in school as well back in the day. And I enjoyed it then. So I'm just wondering if it was the production I saw or I wasn't that fussed on. Well, I have never seen The Crucible before. Mm. I just knew that it was a big deal. Yeah. And, um, and I, I, I was in New York and I wanted to see a play. And I yeah. saw this poster that looked really cool, The Crucible. And it was directed by Ivo Van Hove, this Dutch director that's getting lots and lots of press right now. Mm. Because he's really quirky and minimalistic. and Yeah. He has a really, you know, unique style. And um, so I, I bought tickets and I went to see it before it was, I think, the first week. So they probably changed things after that. But it was set um, in modern time in um, in a girl's school, like classroom. Okay. It was yeah. set in a classroom with a big blackboard uh, on the back of the set that was used um, also to, like, with projections. So it looked like someone had written chalk, but then all of a sudden that started moving, you know, wow. and they had, like, those big... Yeah, yeah witchcraft moments yeah. in the show um, it was really well done and really good cast uh, I forgot the names but this British famous British actor I think he was in James Bond I'm not sure John something 
don't know. And the girl who was nominated for the Academy Awards for Brooklyn. Which one? The girl? For Brooklyn, yeah. The <gasps> Saoirse Ronan? She, was, she played oh. Abigail. Oh. You she saw her in the flesh. She played Abigail, yeah. Oh, she's like... The main girl, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's yeah. my she's my uh, fantasy wife of the future. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she was in it. Well, you know, Abigail's just a little bitch, but she was really good. <laughs> she was really good at playing a little bitch. <laughs> That's our serious show. <laughs> no, um, I thought it was. I thought it was really good. I thought I. I wish I had seen a, a normal production of it first because yeah. yeah. I was a bit confused, but I think I understand what he was trying to, to to recreate with it. You know, yeah. classroom. And yeah, everyone's accusing each other, and everyone becomes like little kids, lying. Um, it was it was good. There was a wolf in it, not a wolf, like a, a dog that looked like a wolf for right. like two seconds in the <laughs> beginning of Act Two. Walks on stage, looks at the audience, and then leaves, and that's it. No one mentions the dog or the wolf. Not even in the reviews. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I imagined it. <laughs> That's not possible. It wasn't necessary, but it was cool. <laughs> Is the point where he tells you were smoking the gun before you went <laughs> yeah. to the show? I actually never saw the <laughs> I never went to New York. <laughs> Just stayed at home. I smoked the reefer. And, uh... <laughs> and what else? What else? What else? Oh, Fun Home. Yeah. Do we have time? Yeah. yeah. Fun Home. That's another show that I really wanted to see based on a graphic novel by Alison Bechdel. Um, have you heard of Alison Bechdel? No. no. So she's this uh, cartoonist. She does um, graphic novels and cartoons, and she's um, really famous for, like, you know, being really uh, like proper feminist and, yeah. and speaking for women. Um, basically, this is um, it's a, an autobiography, really, about her life growing up um, in a funeral home, so that's why it's called Fun Home, right. with her dad, who's a funeral director, and her um, coming to terms with her sexuality, being a lesbian, and coming out to her parents and also finding out that her dad was gay and was having affairs with men, and her dad ends up killing himself. I'm not spoiling it. It's, everything's explained in the first three minutes of the show. <laughs> yeah. And it just goes from different times in her life. Um, and it's really just about the relationship between her and her dad growing up in the 80s and how she could, you know, come to terms with her sexuality and her dad in the end ended up himself and you know how maybe that affected yeah his decision it's done it sounds quite dark maybe mm. but it's done in such a beautiful way the actress i mean her character is playing three actresses you have small allison so when she's about 10 11 medium allison when she's in uni about 19 years old and then um is it old Alison? Yeah. Just Alison. <laughs> you know, she's in her forties and writing the book. Yeah. Um, and it's just wonderful. It's it's so good. Small cast, small shows. One of these shows that it's just a miracle that they ended up being commercial. Yeah. Because it's so good that people wow. want to see it now, and I really hope they bring it to London. It's done in the round, in this theater that's called the Circle in the Square. Probably about six hundred seats only. And uh, since they can't have wing space. They just use um, trap doors and you just bring everything yeah. up and down. Really fantastic. Um, yeah, so go if you can listen to it or go yeah. see it when it's on. It's mm. really good. I'm a sucker for things in the round. I know, yeah. Mm. Well, sometimes they don't work really well, I think. No. But maybe they could do it at Royal Exchange. Yeah. I mean, it, it started off off Broadway in pros, proscenium mm. arts, so and, um, it could be adapted, but yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I need to go and see some more round stuff because uh, I'm, I'm best man at a wedding in a couple of months and the centre table is in the middle, so it's in the round. So oh. I'm going to have to give my speech in the round. So you're going to have to like 
Maybe you should have a, t- a turntable, like, in Hill yeah, House. Or, just... Yeah, or I was thinking I could get some sort of, like, segue and just keep doing loops. And yeah. <laughs> just going around the table. Yeah, I'm sure your cousin will be really happy to hear this. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I'm, I'll Guys, see. let's just have a normal speech. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the segue through, guys. <laughs> I'm doing locks. <laughs> so, yeah. Great. Um, I think that's it. I, I saw probably two other things, but, um, yeah. You saw stuff in Argentina as well, didn't you? Yeah. I saw a play called Love Music with Elena Roger. Right. Uh, Elena Roger, Argentinian actress. She became really famous in London when she did Evita and then she did Piaf. Um, and... Yeah, I just wanted to see her life. I didn't really like to play that much uh, about the about about the life of Kurt Weill, the composer who wrote the Beggars, the Three Penny Opera. All right. So yeah, I saw that, and then I saw a show called Franciscus with like fifty actors on stage and exterior skills, and really just a really bad story. Yeah. Um, and yeah, didn't like that. Okay. But, yeah, Argentina. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. Excellent. What did Great you get up to? Well, I went to Sheffield over Easter, the lovely Yorkshire town that is Sheffield. And I went there just to escape the distractions of home and to write and to work and to meet deadlines for various creative outputs and things. And when I was there, I saw a wee show. And what I went to see was Arthur Brown. Now, easy, I know you're looking at me like, who's Arthur Brown? I I am. Mm, Well, if you go and give Arthur Brown fire a YouTube, then all shall be revealed. He's basically a... I don't want to say one-hit wonder, because he's he's been releasing albums and things, so he's a musician, he's been releasing albums non-stop since the mid to late 60s, but the one song which he's really famous for is Fire, and you'll probably, it's in a lot of films and adverts and things, so you'll, you might recognise it when you hear it, and I booked my tickets to go to this thinking it was going to be a gig, so I was, you know, I was already and eager for a night of, he's, he's a proper old school hippie, he lives in a yurt, like a big tent down in, uh, in Glastonbury as well, so he just basically lives the life that I want to lead essentially. Uh, so I, I was all geared up for a, a fun old gig over there and I got in and found out the event was called An Evening with Arthur Brown and he's basically written an autobiography but rather than writing it as your traditional book or whatever you, you do, he's, he's written it as a script to perform on stage. So I got there and it was just seeing this guy's autobiography and it was really great. There were some bits where, so it was just him in it and one other actress and they'd recreate scenes from his childhood right through to present day and he, they had a big projection screen on the back of the room and that would have things on from, like, interviews from, you know, from his youth and then through his career. So you see the progression of him, you see him age in real time. It was like a musician's version of boyhood, I guess, in a way. So you get to see it and you get <laughs> to see it. also kind of like Daniel Kittonish. Yeah, it was, it was really, there were some really surreal moments in there and stuff, some really funny stories uh, with Howard Marks, Mr. Nice, who actually died the other week as well. Um, and it's... It was the most bonkers thing I've ever seen in my life. He's on in Leaf, I think, in a, a couple of weeks' time. So if anyone's in Liverpool and wants to check it out, do so. He tours constantly. So, yeah, you'll be able to catch him. Whether he's going to keep doing this show, he te- seems to do, like, a different show each six months, usually, like, a different foot. But he does a lot of poetry and spoken word stuff with his gigs as well. So it's it's a bit crazy. But definitely check him out. That's that's Arthur Brown, guys. Check him. Uh, then from that, I went to see The 39 Steps in the Liverpool Playhouse Theatre. Oh. Never, I've never seen The 39 Steps. I'm really I jealous. still got the goosebumps. <laughs> it was incredible. So if I remember the maths correctly, it was four actors playing 150 characters in the space of 100 minutes. And it was just relentlessly, non-stop hilarity. 
it was fantastic. I got to meet the cast as well afterwards. They were all really nice, which was really cool. Did you speak to them um, at the bar? The circle bar? Yeah, I did, yeah. I basically just ran up to them and went, I love you! <laughs> <laughs> but so, I mean, it's obviously it's similar to the Hitchcock 39 Steps, the film from, I think, 38, 39? Jamie's nodding, that'll do. But the film's yeah. not a comedy, is it? No, so, I mean, yeah, so they've, they've taken the original script and they've, they've changed it. I think it's one of those where, because it is quite melodramatic, it's, if you played it straight today, it would get sort of laughed. So I think they've just gone completely the other way and just flipped it into a full-out comedy. Mm-hmm. There's loads of film references in there, which was great. A lot of Bernard Herrmann music who did all the score for plenty of Hitchcock's films. Do they have um, a psycho moment? Yes, they do. Yeah. So there's a shower scene in there, okay. uh, which yeah, was great, which was done with uh, with like shadow play and things whilst the music was playing. Loads of other stuff. There was like North by Northwest was in there as well, uh, with the aeroplanes chasing him as he was running around. Uh, just... Hitchcock even appeared as well as a little shadow puppet, which is great. We got his little silhouette, and then the Hitchcock theme turned up in the background, which again was uh, my my inner fanboy. Had you was, seen it before? Uh, the film, not the, uh, not no, the show, not no. The show, yeah, okay. so yeah, it was it was basically someone had cracked open my skull and put <laughs> everything that I wanted to be on stage on stage. It was it was a, a Hitchcock delight. It was really I think good. It's a must see for everyone, really. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, Hitchcock fans, film fans, definitely. Theatre fans, definitely as well. And I think anyone who goes and sees it and doesn't enjoy it, you know, just you're dead inside. Yeah, go 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 to the doctors and just you know check that you've not got a headache or something because it's perfect. Uh, then after that, I had my first ever visit or jaunt to the Epstein Theatre. The Epstein. Mm. Should we talk about the venue? Yeah. What do you think of the venue? It was great. It was like a micro playhouse. It yeah. was. It's very sort of, uh, I don't know, music holly or Nate. It has um, it has a stalls and a circle. Stalls a circle, and a circle, but it still looks a lot smaller, doesn't it? It does. It doesn't yeah. have a gallery, I think. No. Yeah. yeah. The so the stalls was pretty much sold out for the show. I went to see New Dawn Fades, which is the play about the the life of Joy Division and Ian Curtis and things, and it was written by a chap called uh, Brian Gorman and directed by James Foster. It was great. It was very, uh, very minimalist. Again, they had the projections on the back of the stage and like a, a big screen, which was playing news footage and things and stuff. So there was a lot of things from a lot of it took place in Liverpool, back in Eric's as well, which is off Matthew Street, the old club, the punk venue, and then a lot of Manchester as well from back around that sort of seventies, early eighties era. But it was great. I mean, I've got the program along here, and we had a look at it the other day when we did the original record, and it's just really interesting to see that there's there's no sort of promotional stuff in there which from what I've been told by friends high up in the theatre means that it's completely self-funded it looks like it yeah and it's yeah. a really nice quality programme the programme's really good yeah I mean the cast were great as well um, but what was great about it so when you sort of read the programme and have a look the story of the actual show because it's quite a new show it, it's first performance was back in 2013 and it started off in Greater Manchester Fringe which takes place all through July in Manchester, funnily enough, and it basically picked up from there. So it was just a friend show in Manchester. Uh, got. Thanks, Colette. We're we're recording. What a, what a polite heckle that was. We're, uh, we should say we're recording in the Playhouse Theatre. We had something similar in last month's episode. Number one. Can you please yeah. take your seats? Yeah, that was in the uh, where were we? At the Empire. The Empire yeah. Theatre. Yeah, maybe this can be a re- regular yeah, thing. Yeah. Not? Oh, nice, nice little cameo there for Colette. Um, so it was great to see a show which has has gone from fringe right up to national tour. Essentially, like it's going all up. Last year. Did like a lot of working men's clubs and things across the, the northwest. 
now it's on a, a national UK tour, so it's going up and down, sort of similar size venues to the Neptune or the Epstein. The sorry, Epstein. The Epstein. Yeah. I'm just reading um, some of the bios here, and mm. um, Phil Dennison, uh, it says, Phil is possibly the greatest actor of his generation. Wow. So, yeah, it's really humble. Mm. <laughs> Was he really? Um, well, uh, yeah, Phil, Phil Dennison, he, he had probably the smallest part in the entire show. <laughs> But he was pretty damn good in those parts. Oh, wow. So <laughs> go see the show just to see Paul Dennison. Yeah, um, yeah, I I definitely go go and check it out. If you're a fan of Joy Division, go and check it out. There's there's a lot of really nice moments in there as well, and it was good as well to see there was plenty of live music in it, which was really nice. Which it was one of my big concerns because you see, especially in films, a lot of these biopics where they, I know they did it in the Le'Veon Rose, the EDFPF thing, where Marion Cotillard just mimed to EDFPF. What? Mm, it's not really her. Seriously? Yeah, she just mimes. So what was good, yeah. So you just ruined one of my favourite films. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Which is why this was so good because they did actually, they didn't have live drums on stage. It was a, a drumming track played, but the bass, guitar and vocals were all live with the music as well, which was really good. So that, that was a nice little little thing. So you did get a lot of live music. Over Olivia and Ross, I'm oh, going to have to go home and watch it. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's, it's great. No, I understand what you mean. It's great. Yeah. And um, yeah. when they do that, mm. um, I'm all for like performing live. Yeah, exactly. So they they've been my uh, my most recent theatre jaunts of, of April. And what are you what are we looking forward to in the next uh, in May? What's happening in May? May is the month of Daniel Kitson for me. Um, oh, it's two weeks of Daniel Kitson at the Everman. Yeah, so I'm I'm going to see that opening night. If you're heading opening night, what's the full title of the show? Oh, mouse. mouse. The persistence of an unlikely thought. Yes. Something like that. I will go along with that. It's it's mm. like a season of of long. Title plays. We've also got Observe the Sons of Ulster marching towards the sun. Yes. But that's June. No, that's May. June at the Playhouse. June. Yeah. Um, is it a crossover? Is it like the very end of May? Maybe it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to a couple of shows at the Unity. There's one called The Joke at the beginning yeah. of May. Um, I think that was another fringe. Going viral, coming to the Unity. I'm watching Daniel Bai tomorrow. The Unity. Yeah. So. Great season for the Unity, which, by the way, it's closing in August. Or refurbishment oh. and then they're going to reopen it with a new box office a new bar a bit like a mini everyman looks like excellent yeah. oh, that's good so I'm really looking forward to that yeah so I mean depending when this goes out guys if you're free go and check out Daniel Bai because it's going to be a, a top show yeah it's, it's the time to go to the unit especially now they're going to start having all the pre-Edinburgh shows yeah. um, which is a great chance to see Edinburgh shows when they're you know rehearsing them and um, it's usually cheaper than the fringe yeah exactly a lot cheaper we should also mention theatre news as well on the old uh the wool grapevine so the lantern has announced it's closing yeah is it official though yes it's on their website okay so when a few like last month i was i was having a pint at a pub and i get this phone call from gary telling me that the lantern is closing Mm. and um we're just both a bit devastated yeah but it's coming back it's it's yeah the uh the the venue where it is now is getting demolished for student flats liverpool is just going to be a big you know, student flat city mm. eventually. Yeah. So, but they will be back. They promise they'll be back on their website, which is good. So Actually, I think we need to get them on the podcast before. We do. We really do. I've, uh, I've, we've tweeted them and we will, yeah. we'll up our efforts. So they're doing shiny new festival, which is a whole host of pre Edinburgh shows. Mm-hmm. So through July. And then when that finishes, I think the curtain will fall. Um, every word. Every word's coming up next week. I think so, yeah, for about a week. Yeah. Uh, the Everman, lots of workshops and um, rehearsed readings of plays that might happen. Um, yeah. 
and there's one by Jonathan Harvey, there's one by Michael Wynn, and lots of work. If you're, if you're a writer, then the Yardman is the place to be in the next month, yeah. I would say. So get in touch with um, Hayley Greggs. Yeah, and speaking of Hayley Greggs, her theatre company with Nicole Morris, her Paperwork Theatre, has a show on in the Bolton Octagon, which is in June as well, so stand by for May's edition of Theatre World, and we'll have the exact dates and also the title of the show, which is still being decided. And should we just quickly talk about the Everman Company? Yes, do it. Yes, so um, the Everman Theatre has announced that they will have a residence company, a resident company of actors mm. um, in 2017. Yeah. For about six months, um, 14 people, seven men, seven women from all around the UK, locals, London, um, hopefully some big names, hopefully some small names, hopefully some no names at all. We're big names. We're big names. Maybe we should be in it. <laughs> yeah, we should. Um, doing about four plays uh, in rep. Um, and yeah, they broke the news last Wednesday, I think. Mm. Uh, so what do you think? I think it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's a bold move. But as Ian McKellen stated in The Guardian, I think it's a great idea. Should we talk about the time when you sold tickets to Ian McKellen? Holy tortellini. Yeah, I, uh, I, I met the McKellen last week. I heard that you actually, you reacted quite well. You didn't... I didn't freak out. Yeah. I mean, considering I'd spent my entire years of... 12 through to present day, just watching Lord of the Rings on a loop, essentially. I kept it together, I kept it cool, I didn't ask him who'd win in a fight between Magneto and Gandalf. Well, I was really surprised <laughs> because, um, so you sold him tickets for it for Janaya's Blood, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Which is a show with, you know, no late commerce policy. Yeah. And you didn't, you didn't say it. You didn't say well, the thing we're all thinking about. <laughs> I did say to him, um, oh, we, yeah, just so you know, there's no late comers. Like that. And then later on I was thinking, if he didn't hear me and then he turned up and he just tried to walk in no but i mean you should have said you shall not pass oh yeah well that's, that's well my thinking. plan was if he did try to turn up like i'd just man the door and then when he tries to come in i'd, I'd be able to say it um yeah so so uh, do you have the 20 pound note yeah so we should, i took he, he paid with it a crisp 20 and i then took it out of the till put in 20 of my own dollar and i've, I've got ian mckellen's 20 pound note crisp as a dandy which is currently being used as a bookmark, but it will be framed uh, <laughs> very soon. So uh, yeah, April's been a pretty big month. <laughs> it has, yeah. It's been been good. So we will be back though next month, uh, a little earlier than than this time round. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Well, we, yeah. we will. Yeah. Like, if you have any events coming up, tweet at theaterwool or um, theaterwool at gmail dot com. Mm. What else? Yeah. Um, we can plug ourselves as either as easy with Yeah. Yours is. Gary the Lunt. That's right, and yours is Easy Tweets. Easy Tweets, exactly, yeah. Uh, Jamie, what's your Twitter? Jamie Scripts. Jamie Scripts. And the Film Book Club. Mm, that's us. What, what, what's the what's the Twitter handle for it? At Film Book oh, Club. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nice, nice and simple. We're, we're in the middle of a relaunch at the moment, so we should be launched again next week, so go and subscribe to that. And Easy, we, we want you to guest with us. I, I, I will, yeah, but let's not talk about Russell Crowe. Okay, we'll uh, we'll we'll talk just about do a the whole episode about it. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about the brilliance then that is Helena Bonham Carter in Sweeney Todd instead. <laughs> oh, okay, she's great. Anyway, we're, uh, Jamie, before we go, what's your favourite play? Oh, don't ask me that. Okay, we'll see you again <laughs> next week then, guys. <laughs> see you next month. See you next month. Have fun and beyond. This is Theatre World. Bye. Bye. <laughs>